Welcome to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. IFA Talk is for professional investors only. Thank you. Today, we will be speaking to Lawrence Bearman of Ablestoke Wealth Management. Thanks very much for joining us for the latest episode of IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast where we talk to people who matter about things that matter in the world of financial services. My name is Rebecca Tomes and I'm the junior editor at IFA Magazine and joining me on the podcast today is my co-host and IFA Magazine editor Sue Whitbread. Hi, it's Sue here and I must say we're really pleased to welcome today our podcast guest on IFA Talk who is Chartered Financial Planner Lawrence Behrman of Ablestoke Wealth Management. Uh, Lawrence achieved Chartered Financial Planner status at the age of just 24. And we think his story is really inspirational. So we've invited him along onto the pod to have a chat about his career journey so far, which I'm sure you'll find really interesting. So Lawrence, hello, welcome to IFA Talk. It's great to talk to you today. Hi there, yeah, thank you for having me. So just jumping straight into it then, the fact that you became chartered by the age of 24 is is massive and really impressive. So tell us, how did you manage to do it and what attracted you to a career in financial planning in the first place? It actually started when I was at university. So um, sort of end of second year, it's kind of trying to get experience under your belt, sort of looking at different industries, et cetera. And I came across an opportunity to do sort of a month's experience at a a wealth management firm Um, and actually just kind of fell in love with it. Um, Sort of I had a few other experiences and nothing was quite the same. Um, And then it kind of just coincided that at the same time, they needed to bring in a younger younger advisor to train up. So it kind of just aligned that at the end of university, they needed a, a uh, a role fit sort of fitted and I sort of slotted in which is quite nice um I, I guess from there I, I've sort of been very driven so I, I knew I sort of wanted to to, to 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 progress my career as sort of as quickly as possible and, and naturally in our industry it is given the experience and also the qualifications um so so I knew sort of first step was was to get the diploma to basically sort of just say okay I have the opportunity to advise and also just making sure I have that knowledge etc even if I'm not going to be able to advise just yet um then I think naturally I, I think moving forwards, there's going to be a sort of an industry standard to be chartered anyway. So I kind of thought actually for myself, I think, uh, yeah, I think for myself, it just made sense to get it done sort of while I could. I think Mm -hmm. one sort of mindset I had was uh, I've been used to doing exams from sort of university, et cetera. Let's just sort of keep going through it and get it done now. Um, So then I can actually sort of crack on with with actually advising, learning more and not sort of going through the the sort of regulatory stance of getting the qualifications. Um, So that's kind of the route I went down. Yeah, because there's an awful lot of learning and lots of different exams to to get done too, isn't there? So well done you for doing that in really a short amount of time. Yeah, it, it wasn't fun. Um, <laughs> I, I'll have to admit, uh, sort of three th- three hours of uh, we oh, sorry, won't say th- that to the CII. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously it's finding the balance between obviously doing work, but then also finding the time to study. Um, I think they sort of say that it's the equivalent of, of doing a university degree, but but yeah. I sort of it's level six, isn't it? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's just sort of finding the time, but 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 if you're sort of driven enough, I think it's it's pretty pretty easy to to, to do it. Well, that's very good to hear. So I'm guessing then that being a younger advisor means you've probably faced a few interesting challenges in your career so far. I don't know, or maybe and also probably lots of benefits too. Yeah, I wondered if you could share some with us, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, I think there's naturally a, a sort of a bias against younger advisors, whether it's conscious or subconscious. I mean, fortunately, I haven't had any 
specific examples where it's been a disadvantage perhaps that because that's because sort of i've been lucky or, or maybe i've just not been aware of it um but but i think ultimately as long I'm as you like sort of going, how old are you unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> i haven't had that maybe also it, it helps that that sort of the majority of meetings are, are behind teams now so maybe it's harder to tell sort of what age yeah. you are but, but i think but I think it does come down to just sort of how you speak to clients. Are you sort of listening to, 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 to their goals, their aspirations, et cetera? And, and then also having the knowledge behind to back that up and also to be able to deliver it in the right way. Um, yeah. Because I think in the first sort of 10 seconds, someone can tell whether you're sort of fit for purpose ultimately. Uh, and so it's actually just being able to get over that hurdle in the first place. And I think to be honest, the, the, the sort of bias that I spoke about is probably more in the advisor's mindset than actually the client's mm. mindset. Yeah, and we always say that the more diversity, the better. So the more different types of advisors out there, it's more likely that the clients are going to find someone they really gel with and really connect with. So I think it's really yeah. good that there's a different age coming in, mixing oh. things up a bit. Yeah, sure. yeah exactly, exactly. And I think also um, it, it sort of ties in with, with, with obviously the, this advice gap um, that, that's there yeah. at the moment in terms of, okay, there are sort of older financial advisors that, that are approaching retirement and there's who's going to be looking after these these clients moving forwards and that's kind of where I've come into the firm is almost that sort of continuity sort of aspect um, but also I think that there's a lot of opportunity with younger clients anyway obviously the, the amount that's being gifted to those sort of generations and it's almost I'm able to get along with them because I'm sort of close to their age maybe I have similar interests uh, and so it kind of works out quite well so I, I almost sort of view myself being young as an advantage um, because there is that element of there's a tremendous amount of opportunity but I guess if you were to view it another way um, obviously being younger than than a client the chances are I'll be there for their retirement and, and sort of well into their retirement um, which obviously is again a good thing because ideally you want to have a relationship with an advisor for the whole whole of your lifetime rather than sort of change an advisor every time sort of someone comes to uh, retiring etc. Yeah definitely and as someone who is obviously considerably younger than the majority of IFAs would you say that that is the main opportunity having that that breadth of their life or do you think there are other advantages of being a younger advisor in the industry I think yeah exactly that um I think also with with obviously the the, the sort of changes in the industry coming up I mean obviously technology is a massive driver in this industry I mean mm-hmm. COVID really drove a lot of that um it's almost worked to my advantage again in terms of actually things are changing but for me it's not changing it's what I'm used to um mm-hmm. because I've never really had yeah. that from before um so it almost I guess I got lucky in a sense that actually the industry is changing almost aligning to, to, to sort of make sense for myself because realistically moving forwards everything is going to be sort of online sort of quick access um, very efficient um, etc and I, I think that will sort of correlate with with myself moving forwards because I'd like to say I'm sort of able to learn this and it's not sort of um, I don't want to use the phrase sort of teaching an old dog new tricks but, <laughs> but maybe maybe that's kind of relating to actually okay yeah actually it's not new to me it's a or sorry it is new to me but I'm not learning it's true and I think some older advisors may be a bit scared of technology and the new aspects aren't they so oh, that's yeah <laughs> I think I can speak as someone from the older cohort and our adaptability to the digital world isn't anything like as as natural as it is for people of a younger generation in my experience and view so that I would agree Lawrence must be something that would bring a huge benefit to both the clients that you work with, but also to your colleagues as well. Exactly. I, you, you could also argue that, that there is a disadvantage with, with this sort of technology drive as well, because um, I guess also there's now a lot of material out there to read, um, et cetera. 
and you do find that sort of I mean for example TikTok I'm sure they have loads of sort of people advising people there and it's almost actually mm. there could be mm. an element of people are finding that sort of advice online which actually may not be appropriate to us to them so this is kind of where actually this is where I want to help again is actually coming in sort of teaching people actually let's sort of think about the foundations that sort of go down the regulated route uh, etc um, rather than sort of going from something that you've seen on TikTok which may be right maybe wrong but, but who knows you are listening to IFA Talk, IFA Magazine's weekly podcast. Subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts to be notified as soon as a new episode becomes available. And follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram at IFA Magazine. Are there particular client cohorts, I wonder, where you feel you can really support and deliver on and helping them to get to, to achieve their objectives? Or is it just more of a, more of a mix? I mean, I don't like to be selective. I think it's no, sort of, I know. You, you can almost help everyone. I mean, there is uh, an, an element of, okay, where actually can we start adding value? Because ultimately it's, can you add value sort of ahead of ahead of cost? Uh, and so it's actually thinking about, okay, where can I start driving value? And it also, obviously always comes down to, to goals and objectives. So I think realistically, it's tough to, to, to add value to someone who, who's obviously at the start of their career, because maybe they actually just need to, to build up their cash sort of first and then sort of go, mm. go from there. So, I mean, maybe you'd want to say someone more established, but I think sort of majority advisors are looking at sort of 50 years, 60 years plus, but I think there's definitely a gap between there of probably at least between 30 and 50 that are people that aren't getting that advice where actually there's a, a, a tremendous amount of, of sort of hurdles that they're going to overcome there whether that be sort of buying a buying a property whether that be buying a second property having a family um inheriting money there's there's a sort of a tremendous amount that sort of can can come in there another sort of school fees etc and it's planning around that and i think almost that that is where a lot of value can be added um obviously as well as in retirement but but you could almost argue that that sort of younger cohort is maybe not as got as much sort of access to financial advice can I just ask you there, Lauren, just, just one thought. I wonder what you see as the, the, the most interesting bits of the job. Which are the bits that really get you jumping out of bed in the morning going, yeah, yeah I am this today. And perhaps which are the ones that you're not quite so keen on? I think it's got to be a, a first meeting with a client um, because it, it's sort of opening their eyes, first of all, to financial mm-hmm. planning, because I think there's naturally a, a, a bias or, or people misunderstand what we do in the first place so yeah. it's first of all opening their eyes and, and actually talking them through okay first of all what are you trying to achieve so what are your goals aspirations objectives moving forwards and in turn okay are you on track to to, to do that uh, is there any amount we need to change um and, and sort of building that sort of knowledge to them sort of almost empowering them first of all to actually understand okay this is your current situation um so they understand that and then actually okay maybe there's some sort of slight adjustments that we need to make so I think it's opening their eyes to financial planning to their circumstances and at the very least giving them an insight to, to, to think about moving forward or some from food food for thought um I, I think for me that, that that's sort of the, the main driver is actually getting to that step of actually letting them understand where they are and also just sort of giving peace of mind moving forward because that's ultimately what advisors give to clients is, is peace of mind knowing that actually you're on the right track you're you're sort of in the sort of the right area you're, you're going to achieve those goals and objectives or if not this is what we're going to do about it to make sure we can get as close as possible um so for me it's definitely sort of a, a, an initial meeting with a client but then again that could almost correlate with with say a review meeting with an existing client because in a year a lot can change so it's almost mm-hmm. like actually there's circumstances that change we need to then reevaluate. we need to understand again where you're at uh, and what you're trying to achieve for the future and, and again do we need to alter the plan realign the plan etc 
sorry, I'm going to jump in again a bit there, Beth. I wonder, Lawrence, would you, what would you say to people who may be working in financial services now? They may be young people in administration roles. They may be a power planner. Mm. They're just not sure about taking that step to become a financial planner, become an advisor. You've done it. You've got the qualification. You're, you're doing the job now. What would, what would your advice be to them? I think there's, there's first of all, no harm in, in getting the sort of diploma in the first place to save you at sort of the, the initial yeah. stage. There's no harm yeah. in getting that because that, first of all, gives you the option whether you go down the power planning route and, and stay that because that may be the right fit for you. But it first of all, it opens up a door to have that opportunity to actually, okay, I could become an advisor. Um, but I, I think ultimately, it's just got to be getting experience where you can. So if you can sit on meetings with older financial planners uh, and just understand, okay, what they do, does that interest me? Do I, does that sort of excite me? I think getting experience, just to understand what a financial advisor, financial planner does is definitely the first step. And then having the qualifications behind you to have that, because it may be the case, actually, being a financial advisor now at sort of whatever age that be is not appropriate. But let's say when you're in your, your 30s, actually may be more appropriate. Um, so it's definitely having that opportunity to, to move into that role. And I'll be honest, it's not suitable for everyone. Um, but I think it's definitely good yeah. to be aware of, of, of the opportunity and also what, what actually they do, because it may be the case, actually, this is your dream job. Um, but you, you sort of may never know if you don't sort of trial it in the first place. Okay, so wrapping up then, we always like to conclude the podcast by asking if you could change just one thing in the UK financial services arena, what would it be? And it'd be really interesting to hear your perspective as someone who's a bit younger than our usual guests. I, I think... Uh, there's sort of two ways to go down. I mean, I could obviously go down the, the, the advice gap route and just saying, actually, there is that sort of element there of, of allowing people to have access to, to financial advice at, say, a younger age. Um, but I think ultimately, it's just an awareness or creating an awareness of what financial planning is, what financial advice is. I mean, there's still that stigma of obviously sort of pre-RDR, et cetera, where there's still that sort of considered what, what, what actually do financial advisors do? Do they actually want to help me? And it's actually understanding, okay, this is where they can create value this is what they do. Uh, and then from there, you can determine, okay, is this appropriate for me? And you can almost align that with also people entering that role, because I would say majority of people sort of my age don't know what financial planners are. And if they did, maybe they'd actually want to step into a career of that as well. So I think it's just creating that knowledge, creating that awareness of, of what financial planning is, so that there's sort of more sort of people involved, whether that be being advised or whether that be advising. I think that's very inspirational Lawrence and thank you so much for coming on the podcast today it's it is inspiring to see a multi-talented individual like yourself choosing to join the financial planning community so early in your career I mean I remember back in the 90s where people happened by accident into a career in financial advice where they'd been policemen teachers civil servants whatever they estate agent whatever it may be but to see that purposeful decision coming through university and, and really enjoying the benefits and seeing the delights of being a financial planner, I think is very motivational. And I just hope that other people who may be listening to us today, who are working in firms who may be in a different capacity as perhaps an administrator or a power planner, would, would think about challenging themselves and, and, and that ability to become a financial advisor. It's so rewarding. And, you know, the, as you mentioned, the advice gap earlier, we, we need more advisors, don't we? Yes, young exactly. Who can identify with the needs of these young people, the likes of my age, you know, it's a, not quite the same. So um, it's great to talk to you. And I'm sure what you said today will really resonate with a lot of people out there. 
Thank you, Lawrence. Lovely. Thank you for having me. IFA Talk is for investment professionals only. All material has been carefully checked for accuracy, but no responsibility can be accepted for inaccuracies. Whatever appropriate, independent research and whatever necessary legal advice should be sought before acting on any information contained in this podcast. And value of investments and income from them can go down as well as up. You may not get back the amount you originally invested.